What's up, everyone? We're back for another episode of Locked On Bucks. And uh, as promised, we've got a true uh, voice that you people should be listening to today. Dave Kane, the Bucks, uh, the voice of the Bucks uh, radio network, I should say, play-by-play announcer with Milwaukee. We're going to talk about uh, what it's like to call NBA games uh, every second day for about six months straight, life on the road. And of course, this Bucks team, uh, they're pretty good. And I imagine getting to call Giannis on a daily basis is a pretty fun job. So we're going to dive into all that uh, and more. Let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday for at least this week. We're going to cut back a little bit next week. It's, uh, it is really the dead of the off-season. And uh, also, you can find my work at ESPN. And alongside me today, as I said, the radio voice of the Milwaukee Bucks, Dave Kane. And we're going to get into uh, everything that job involves on today's show. But first, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first watch or your first listen uh, every day. I was just telling Dave, you guys are absolutely crazy. We're at the end of July. We're heading into August. You're still listening to this podcast every day. doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but we absolutely appreciate it either way. Uh, speaking of off-season, Dave, uh, you've given us some time today uh, in the middle of your off-season, which is also very generous of you. Well, th- this is the much-anticipated Kane and Kane debut here. So, you know, we- we've been waiting for this for a long time. I got... You know, big shoes to fill. I listen to you guys regularly, and so finally get a chance to be on here. You know, everyone but that Justin Garcia guy, it's going to be hard to fill their shoes. But, you know, Garcia, you know, I don't mind following him, so we'll just roll with it. I did ask him. He didn't give me a lot of secrets. I said, surely you worked with Dave all year. There has to be some dirt. Can you give us some dirt? But, no, he wasn't able to give me a lot. Uh, But you're right. We, We have Justin on here at least. Uh, once a week, and he's part of the team that you've worked alongside. And we know Ben Brust home games. Uh, how have you found it? How have you found the team? Because uh, we'll dive into it, but I just find the radio NBA calling job. I mean, I can't imagine it. The the schedule, the nightly stuff, uh, it's a lot to step into, and I imagine a, a lot to try and adjust to on the fly. Well, yeah, it's there's a lot for sure. But, uh, I mean, I guess the one thing is it beats working, you know, I mean, like at the end of the day, you get to do what you get to do. And, uh, that, you know, I always remind myself sometimes, you know, you're sitting there, you'll be in a game that's, you know, especially maybe during the, 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 the COVID outburst that we had in December where, you know, you, you got the, the guy that was fixing the, the, the leaky faucet playing at, at the power forward spot next yeah. to, you know, the, the janitor on the other side. I mean, it would not, not to obviously play, play down the guys that came up, but it was a lot of names that we didn't know. I mean, this was a lot of people that all of a sudden started showing up on the radar that had not previously been there. So, and there were some games, you know, it's, they, they got a little out of control and there's those times you're like, Oh boy, how am I going to spin this thing? But you got to remind yourself that, you know, I, I used to pay a lot of money to go, watch these games and so now the fact that they're actually paying me to watch these games and describe them is, is a pretty great 
joy to, to experience in my life. So it's uh, something you never, you never want to take for granted. That's for sure. But yeah, it is a crazy schedule and coming <laughs> from a different place, you know, into this thing going, I was in the college game. I know you didn't, the college sports scene is not as robust in, in Australia. I know that. So you probably, cause I, I spent a little bit of time down there. I'd be like, yeah, what's the college sports scene like? They're like college sports. What? <laughs> so anyway, but it, it's pretty big here in the United States, particularly in basketball and the Atlantic coast conference. So I got to see some good basketball through the years and I did football too. And so, but it's a totally different schedule. So getting used to that drum beat, that steady drum beat of game after game after game, it is, you do have a different sense of appreciation, especially to me when the playoffs rolled around, we can talk more about that, but the, the rigors that these guys go through, I mean, it, it was something to see it firsthand on a night in night out basis. And just how challenging that is to bring it every night and then reset not only physically, but emotionally every night. But uh, yeah, for me, it was, it was quite an experience that maiden voyage through all these new waters. So I, I like that you said that, you know, at the end of the day, you're at NBA games. And I, I tell this to people, I miss the, the biggest thing, and it's very simple, but the biggest thing I miss about being in the US is just going to NBA games. Like the, the live experience is absolutely incredible. But even when I was traveling, going back to sort of 2019, 20 season, then 2018, 19 before that, the, the few seasons that I was in Milwaukee, and I didn't go to every road game. But if you went on a four or five game road trip, I was just exhausted by the end and all i had to do was sit there and watch the games i didn't have to bring the energy i didn't have to call the games on a nightly basis and to your point with the players the thing that made me realize that maybe i should stop feeling tired and and thinking that this is like some sort of tough life is the players who will go play a game and then they'll talk to people like me and and us and and do their interviews and then they walk straight from the arena to a plane get there at 5 a.m. and then play the next day and actually have to play a game of basketball. But I, I don't think we should downplay, the, like I said, the the energy or the, the way that you have to be up for every single game. So is it a struggle or do you just get to the arena and you're fired up to do the job every night? No, I mean, I think it's – I wouldn't say it's a struggle, but, you know, there are times you're more jacked up than others. <laughs> but I think I've been doing this long enough that even yeah. when I'm not – I think I can mask it. And and the other thing is you also, again, I'm, I'm very cognizant of the fact that it is such a privilege to be able to do this for a living and not only to do this for a living, but to cover some players and some teams and some of the greatness that is on this team. I mean, how many people get to call and, and essentially chronicle every chapter of one of the greatest players that ever played the game and, and the way he goes about it when I – obviously speaking about – uh, Giannis here I mean like it's just it's remarkable to see what he does on a game in and game out basis and how he does it and seeing it in person is different than seeing it on television or much as I dare I even say listening to it on the radio <laughs> to see it on, on in person is is pretty amazing there are just those those did I just see that moments you know that in, invariably pop up and you know, it, it's also not lost on me that the historical significance of some of the things that he's doing. I, the, the, when I got a chance to call his, you know, record-breaking three for the Bucks organization when he passed Kareem for the scoring lead in Brooklyn on a three-pointer, no less, that was also, oh, by the way, the game-tying three in Brooklyn. I mean, that, that, those are those pinch-yourself moments. You know, you, you're, you're watching these documents. You've obviously heard about the legend of Kareem and everything he, he did, but here's this guy – that is got every bit as good a shot to kind of make some of the inroads that Kareem did throughout his career. He's obviously done it with the Bucks, but 
you know, that's some pretty high cotton for a guy to be involved in. So the chance to kind of describe that, yeah, it's pretty unique and it's been a blast. So let me ask a, what is probably a boring question and an absolutely cliche question, but you watch Giannis on TV and then you're calling him. Is there anything in particular that you were just like, okay, I, I wasn't expecting this or this is more extraordinary. I don't know if you can even describe it. Uh, but it is a different experience, as you pointed to. Well, to the point of what you just said, I don't know if you can describe it. Sometimes it gets hard to describe it. I mean, yeah, and that's right. what I need to do. I mean, you can run <laughs> out of adjectives for what this dude does. I mean, like, it's like, how do you say, I mean, he makes the extraordinary feel ordinary sometimes. And, and that's one of the challenges, like reminding yourself of that, that this is not a normal thing that we're seeing him do on a game and game out basis. So you got to remember to remind yourself that this is not other broadcasters. If they saw this and their, their call is probably like, what, what just happened? But it's like, you see it every night with this guy. Yeah. So it, it's got a little bit of a different bend when you look at it, but yeah, there, there, I, I remember a time he got fouled at the free throw line. I was at the left elbow and he takes one step in and he com- he finishes an and one with a dunk. And I kind of, you know, I just sort of described it. And then I saw, I looked at the replay and I was like, he just did that. Like he just dunked it on an and one from the free throw line. And he's done that regularly. It can get lost if you're not careful, but you know, it's just, um, yeah, those, those moments pop up all the time. And then, you know, the part of it that's kind of cool about this group too. And I've been pretty lucky in this way. I, I had this at the university of Virginia too, when I was covering those teams was that it's, it's good guys too. And that, that makes it even more fun. You know, I think like there's so much drama obviously across the NBA, but w- with the bucks, you don't have that drama knock on wood. I mean, it's just, it's guys that want to play the game. They enjoy each other's company and they're really good at doing it. So, you know, that that's another part of the, the, the job that I love is that it's just like, you know, you don't have to make excuses for these guys. So we're, we're pretty lucky, and I feel pretty lucky to have kind of just parachuted into this thing and had an opportunity to, to be a part of it. I've told Justin this before, and uh, you definitely, since I've been back, whether it's watching games on League Pass or listening to the radio, and I've said this, the games are always in the morning here in Australia. So there are some games where I'm like, okay, I've got stuff to do. Or I've only got a little break in the day. What am I going to do? I'm not going to sit on the couch. So I'll go for a walk or whatever, put on the radio broadcast, listen to you guys on the call. And you can always tell if your voice... So for someone that watches Giannis or calls Giannis every night like you do, you can tell in your voice if something different has just happened. And as you said, you'll describe it. But then when you've seen Giannis do so many ridiculous things, it's like, okay, why is he so excited like this? He's described what's happened. I need to I need to go and see what 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 has happened. But it is it's a different perspective listening to the radio and being able to hear someone who watches him every single night and still has that you know that from your voice that something special has just happened. Uh, and I think it obviously happened a, a number of times uh, for you through the season. Did Justin ever give you any uh, built bars uh, during the broadcast? No. Is that a rhetorical question? You know the answer to that. Come on. I Did he give me? He, he hadn't given me, you know, no. I, he, he talks about him on the show all the time. Yes. And, you know, I, I have not tasted the built Bar. But, man, I'm going to tell you, it's burned into my brain. So, like, my expectations for the first time I get to try, I got to try one. And, of course, I could, I guess I could. See, I'm in the media, so I'm not used to, like, buying things. But I guess I got to <laughs> get, get my head wrapped around that. I could go, I guess I could go buy some built Bars. 
but uh no i gotta i gotta do that so i'll have to get after him for that well you you don't have to i mean he was saying on the show yesterday or a couple of days ago that he was uh, i guess the radio station's moving but he had uh two or three boxes left over so just tell him to yeah. give you a box he, he, he'll, he'll, i'll take a bar i don't even need a box just give me just give me a crumb man just let me, let me see what this is all about yeah no he'll, he'll be able to sort you out but there's a new flavor cookie dough chunk puff uh, and they have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, sometimes uh, in some way healthy for you as well. I'm not sure how they've been able to pull it off. But uh, 160 calories, 15 grams of protein. And you can run to built.com and snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect uh, treat. Uh, winter over here in Australia, summer in the US. It doesn't really matter. They're good. Uh, all year round and what's great about build is that all their bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits eat something that tastes good and is also good for you just go to built.com use the promo code lock 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code lock 15 15 off at built.com uh, speaking of ad rates uh, dave i mentioned this to you but I do one little, you know, product placement a couple times a show, and it's a, it's a pretty easy job. Uh, when you come back from ad breaks on the radio, there it feels like you have about a fifteen second slot to rip <laughs> off about twenty different products that are supporting the broadcast. It is an absolute work of art. Well, that that means something coming from you, the ultimate live read <laughs> guy. I, I don't think I've heard someone so eloquently weave in sponsor reads like uh, you. you you are you are a professional at that my friend so um yeah no we we got a few of them that we gotta we gotta get through here and uh you know as we always say gotta pay the bills and so right. no yeah it's it's i got a big book full of them so i've got a whole you know system that i gotta i gotta work my way through and you know sometimes the problem is sometimes they they the, the book gets thicker for certain games yes. and thinner <laughs> for other ones and so i gotta figure out ways to get the same you know, I got because the time doesn't change. I got the same amount of time and same amount of stoppages that I got to do, but I got to get them in. We we find a way though, so yeah, it works out pretty well. But I, I like I say, I can always take a few pointers from how you work them in there. You know, like I got to get it. Maybe I need to get a little more testimonial action here because I think that's how you really. I, I used to do more some some more of that testimonial stuff in Virginia, so I could kind of work it in through through my experience. But you got the built bar thing down. Oh, uh, just a little secret here. Uh, we do rock auto ads all the time. Uh, I don't even have a car. Uh, I haven't had a car since I moved back to Australia. Um, no one would know that. <laughs> it's a great, great website, though. People should check it out. Uh, just Take a couple word. more. That's right. Just a couple more on the radio craft, and then we're going to get into the Bucks playoff uh, run and all those types of things off season. Yeah. Uh, calling games solo, uh, which you do on the road, mm-hmm. uh, I think again is a is it is just a crazy skill uh, to be entertaining and descriptive without having to breathe or having someone to, to fill in some blanks or fill in some, some airtime. Had you done that a lot or is this something you've had to uh, sort of work your way through this season? Yeah, I had, I had done it previously. I'd done it in baseball more and, uh, but I hadn't done it in a while, um, honestly. So I'd had a broadcast partner for the better part of the last 14 years, really. I, I did. So when I was the, uh, I was in Vermont for three years. And so when I was in Vermont, I was doing the University of Vermont men's basketball team and I was doing 
the of course you know of the mighty vermont lake monsters uh, single a affiliate in vermont you know i'm you follow them and so you probably heard a lot of my broadcasts there mm-hmm. uh back in the early 2000s but no yeah i did i did uh, a number of games that way and in baseball i mean ba- basketball moves so fast that there's so much action that you know it's it's not quite as much of a heavy lift i think baseball can be but you know baseball both of the sports you get into a rhythm there's a rhythm that comes with it and it's obviously a very different rhythm you know for for a baseball call it's kind of like you know you know william steps to the plate Two mm-hmm. two pitch on the outside corner in basketball. I got the machine gun going. It's like mm-hmm. passes to the right wing. Holiday fires it up from there. Now lets it fly. Shot off the mark. Giannis in for the rebound. Passes to the outside. Now <laughs> on the baseline, driving right side and the two hand flush. You know, so it's kind of like you got the machine gun delivery versus a little bit more of the storytelling narrative uh, delivery for baseball. But I spent some. There were some lonely nights calling solo baseball for the Mighty Lake Monsters because my first year there, the Mighty Lake Monsters were not that mighty. They were pretty bad. And so (laughs) it was the kind of deal where, like, there was no such thing as a routine throw to first. It was like if the ball got to first, you were kind of like that was your highlight call right there. I mean, it was bad. There was So there were some, like, you know, some of those four- or five-hour games. So you go through a four- or five-hour game on your own, calling a a two-hour and 20-minute basketball game is is not the hardest thing in the world now that said some of these playoff games stretch out a little more and you go to the end and you got some reviews I cannot imagine going solo through these review I got lucky that they changed the rules right as I got here but those games were just you know it was one stoppage after another after another and when you're going solo those can get a little bit tedious but um that that's probably the hardest part of it but yeah it's it's a different animal and, and you can kind of let the game breathe a little more too when you're solo which is kind of fun it's just a little bit of a different art but i i prefer having someone with me because i yeah. think you've got a a different perspective and a different set of eyes uh, i love an analyst i think ben was very good at this you know seeing things that i'm not able to see just kind of recognizing parts of the game that maybe i don't see i'm on the ball so much as a play-by-play guy and then b um i, I you also have someone to a foil i think for the your mm-hmm. personality to come out a little more it's kind of you, you do your abbott and costello act it's hard to do when you don't have costello sitting there you know you're just abbott it doesn't have quite the same zing so um yeah it, it it is a little bit different to go back and forth and sometimes you come back from a long road trip you're used to talking the whole time you got to remember how to shut the heck up and then vice versa when you've been working with someone for a while then you then you go on the road for a for a road game and it's like Ooh, I got a fill. So here we go. So, but yeah, flipping that switch is a little bit of a, a tricky thing sometimes when you've been on an extended road trip or homestand. And so that, that, that's a little bit of an adjustment, but you know, it's all fun in its own way. So. Yeah. And the radio analyst job is difficult as well, because as you pointed to, you need to tell people what's going on. So normally it's like, all right, you've got three seconds. What's your, what's your quick point here? Yeah. And they have to jump in. So it's an interesting job. What about uh, college to MBA uh, calling? Was there any stark differences there? <laughs> well, if if you followed the University of Virginia, you would know that they are the slowest paced team okay, in college okay. basketball. So they, they were a, an outstanding defensive team throughout yeah. the years. I, I got very fortunate to cover a really good Virginia. I mean, they won a ton of games. They were one of the top five teams, I think, in the country for win total in the time I was there. And there were some lean years early on. So I got to see some really good basketball, but it was very different. Um, you know, the way you go about it. Now you get to the NBA and it's it's rapid fire sometimes. So, um, you know, I, I had to flip that switch a little bit. Every once in a while, Bud and I would joke around about, you know, I'd say, I think it was, uh, 
Oh, I can't remember. It was maybe coming out of the win against Charlotte. It was a wild mm. game early on in the season. And uh, I got on the plane and I said to Bud, because we were going the next night to another place. I was like, man, I think we might have scored that many points over the course of five games over my time at Virginia at times. But, uh, you know, I, I have a different sense of appreciation, though, for defense. So I, I do love watching defense. And you couldn't help it. Like, you know, Virginia won a national title in 2019 when I was there. But they had a pretty good offensive team. But it was always the defense was the the cornerstone. And, and the Bucks have that, too, which I love. And, in fact, I love getting into the playoffs against some of those games. I think there was – it was game two. Two or one, I can't remember, against Boston. And I, I remember walking off the court and saying, now that that was the best defensive brand of basketball I've seen all year. And it was kind of like a Tony Bennett type of defensive kind of grind game. So I've got a, I've got probably a little bit of a, a soft part in my heart for those kind of games too. But um, yeah, so that that was the that was an adjustment. But but really the biggest adjustment has really been just the schedule. I mean, just the the, the sheer volume of games. I mean, it, it, when Virginia won the national title, I think they played 38 games. Um, you know, obviously 38 games, you're not even to the midway point here, the regular season with the Bucks, And so um, that that's an adjustment and just kind of getting into the rhythm of the season and everything that goes with that. But um, that, that was probably the biggest adjustment, but the pace for sure and kind of adjusting to some of that. But and then the fact that your team changes over the course of the season, that's also yes, a little, yeah. that was a little strange too. Cause I mean, you know, you, you dance with who brung you in college, uh, you get to the pros, this thing's changing over the course of the season. So that's a little bit of, a, of an adjustment as well. You mentioned the Boston series uh, and you know, we've obviously described it on this podcast, but it was exhausting to watch uh, some of these games and, <laughs> Yeah, the Bucks steal one on the road to start, comes back the other way quickly. But uh, game five, six, and seven for you, if we go to game five uh, on the road, there's lots of things I remember. Giannis hitting threes, he's got blood pouring down his face. The Drew Holiday plays at the end of the game. For your sort of first NBA, a sort of extended uh, run as a play-by-play caller, what do you remember from certainly the back end of that series and getting the seven-game series? It wasn't the result the Bucks fan wanted. Uh, but just a, a ferocious series. Oh, it, it was so ferocious. And you mentioned game five. I, you know, I, I think I was wrong on my prediction on all but one game in the series. <laughs> I was, I was just dead wrong. And so, you know, I came out of game five and I, I, I had this completely different appreciation for the moxie and the will of guys like Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, it was just watching guys that refused to lose. I mean, they had let, – let's be honest. Given everything that team had been through in that matchup, in that series, I, I anyone who thinks that that was anything less than a success minus your, your two-time All-Star Chris Middleton going against a more or less healthy Boston team that, of course, had some nagging things, as every team did. So did yeah, the Bucs. Um but the fact that they battled and showed the grit that they did throughout that series, I was so impressed. By, but, you know, I the only game I think I was right on, I didn't think the Bucs were going to win game seven. Once game, I thought they were going to win in game six. After game five, I was like, okay, this team's got it. They are going to refuse to lose. But then you just literally see they just ran out of gas. And, and that's the result of not only injuries, but an incredibly short offseason. A lot of teams had it, no one more so than the Bucs back-to-back years 
Um, there was just a lot of things that they were working through, and it was and it was a good Boston team. I mean, let's just be honest; it was a really good Boston Celtics team they had to get through that did a lot of things really well. And this was their moment. This was their moment to show we got to kick the door down. And and I just, I don't know. I, I walked away from that series feeling like. Uh, just like anything, I mean, look, this is how sports are. And, and you mentioned my backdrop in college. It was the same way in college. You better be good, but you better be lucky too. And you better, and I, and I think health falls into that category of luck to some degree. And, and we saw the Bucks benefit from it the year before. And we saw them suffer as a result of some of that bad luck in the playoffs with Chris Middleton's injury. So they almost still found a way. I think they got the heart of a champion. They've got that championship DNA. And I think that's going to carry into this season. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll tell you this: you don't sleep on this Bucks team, man. Everybody's talking about Boston. Do they get Kevin Durant? Either way, or is the Celtics the favorite? I'm just not. Eric Name, I know a guy who's got some good ties to this program. He said to me when we were in Boston, he's a guy who's watched the Bucks longer than I have. Certainly, I'd, I'd always try to get a litmus test for where he was going in a game, mm-hmm. and he said, "I'm not underestimating that guy." And he's pointing at 34 out there, and you know that that was the thing I think I really learned is just how dominant what an you know we talked about the night in night out of watching him but seeing him do it in that that forum in the playoffs with everything on the line was really eye-opening and it, and it was fun to see and I, I can't wait to see him go back to it because he's wired different I mean he's obviously built different but he's also wired different and that's kind of not unlike Built Bar, you know, he's it's healthy and it's tasty. <laughs> kind of like Giannis. Now, that's not bad, Kane. All right, I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder, but that's a pretty good livery build in there. But uh, might have earned me at least one free Built Bar. Well, you're a pro, and that's why I'm not surprised uh, in the slightest. Also, the first guest that's done that, so we appreciate that uh, very much. Hey, we did get some news today though with the Bucks. Uh, some uniform news, uh, David. I'm not sure if you're a big uniform guy, but we can pull it up here on the screen. Uh, so this is the the new. Uh, is it? I don't know. Is this fear the deer? I don't know. There's so many names. Yeah, it might be the new fear the, fear the deer. deer. I, I think it's the fear the deer. What do they call it? The uh, yeah. I think that's what it was. I I I dig them. I'm all about these. I was like uh, when I saw those things, I said I just can't envision a team losing games with those. I just can't see it. So yeah, those, those things are nasty though. I love them. Yeah, people I, and, I and understand I've, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said this before. I, I'm not, I'm not someone who gets uh, wildly emotional about uh, different uniforms that teams wear. Uh, did you see the Pistons one that they're bringing back the old teal uniform? So this one, again, I don't care. I think they're fine. People get uh, really into that. Are you for or against? Are you, are you someone that if you see a uniform, you will be against it? Like it it will offend you. I, I am not quite that far. I have an appreciation <laughs> for good uniforms, but I'm not yes, yes. easily offended by uniforms. Um, I, I do find it a little odd. I, I still haven't quite heard why the why the Mustang or the Bronco. I'm, I'm a Denver Broncos fan. I grew up in Colorado, so that was sort of my team. Sorry, Packer Nation. I like right. the Packers too. They're the other, you know, the NFC. I got no problem <laughs> with them. But yeah. But anyway, to see a Bronco on a Pistons uniform is a little odd to me. I can't quite mm. place it. But, uh, I'd love to know. I'm sure there is a reason. Do you have any idea what the reason is that they threw a, a a Mustang on there for that, or a Bronco, or whatever we're calling that? I got no idea. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have uh, the slightest clue. But yeah, no, no idea yeah. either. But anyway, no, I don't. I don't have a problem with them. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's been a uniform over the years that I have really been offended by. 
Yeah. I even like the old Tampa Bay Buccaneers ones, the creamsicle ones. Those were fairly yes. offensive to a lot of people. I, I like the Bengals. They're 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 offensive in, in a lot of ways, but I think sometimes the gaudier the better. But yeah. I mean more than you ever know. I've always said if the team's winning, people will quickly forget. I mean, it's a pretty simple if you're a sports fan, it's pretty simple. Uh last one as we wrap this up. No surprise, we've run out of time pretty quickly. Uh, when are you back on deck? So Bucks obviously training camp September uh, through to the preseason. Are you ready to go? Do you feel like you're, oh, you're in another ready, month? Man. You're good to yeah, go. Yeah, I'm going to be ready. Absolutely. Now, look, don't get me wrong. Off season's nice, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, listening to stuff now, getting ready. I, you know, you get. It's almost like preseason. Preseason is the worst in sports. I think it's the worst in the NFL because it just seems like it drags on even longer. Yeah. And they're in the middle of like the dog days of sports. So everybody's kind of like, can we just play real games? But um, I, I don't know what the deal is with Abu Dhabi. If if what the broadcast yeah. situation with that, that'll be a different one because it's going to be overnight. And I'm still waiting to kind of hear what the deal is with that. So that'll inform kind of what what our plan is. So I'm, I'm basically to be determined in terms of w- w- when we get kind of hitting the ground running again and it's again this is still it's funny because you feel like you're going in it's year two but it's really not yet it's still year one for me so all these things are still firsts that i'm going through trying to figure out you know when you do what in the off season even so you know i guess your guess is as good as mine uh in terms of what that looks like going into this new year but i'll tell you this much last year my preseason there was no preseason. My first game I did That's was right. ring night. And I have never had such a short runway to, to get a plane off the ground in my entire life. So that was an experience I'll never forget. It was very late in the process that I was brought on. So it'll be kind of, it'll be a different experience to have a little bit of a preseason preamble where I'm not just kind of cramming everything into my brain at the last possible moment and trying to make it stick. Yeah, well, uh, the good news is, at least with the Bucks, uh, very, very little roster turnover. So you'll be very familiar yeah. with the players uh, that you've got, uh, which will be nice. Uh, always, don't forget, after Locked On Bucks, listen to Locked On NBA. Uh, there's lots of rumors, big names. There's trades that are probably going to happen. We don't know when they're going to happen, but they'll be talking about them on Locked On NBA. So check that out uh, as well. And as I mentioned, tomorrow, to wrap up the week, uh, Blaine Mueller, uh, been with the Bucks coaching staff for a number of years. So that'll be fun. We don't often get much insight into uh, the coaches. Uh, yet to get Bud on the podcast, uh, Dave, but who knows? I don't think it's really his thing, but we'll keep working on it. <laughs> well, you get Blaine, and I tell you, Blaine's got the best haircut in the NBA. Oh, so I know. It doesn't move. On, you, you got you got to ask him where he gets it done. He'll he'll laugh. Tell him that I asked that I wanted to know where he gets his haircut. Yeah, I'm tipping he's not like me. He won't be wearing a hat every day, looking like uh, looking very unprofessional. But uh, this was fun, Dave. You mentioned it. We've been wanting to do it for a while. Just genuinely difficult during the season with the travel to try and uh, uh, try and find a time to get it done. But I'm sure we will be able to do something again through the season and get updates on on how the team's going. But this was good. It was good to catch up, Dave. We appreciate the time. All right, Kane. Appreciate you having me on, but I was looking forward to it and lived up to the billing. So we'll catch up with you soon, hopefully in person soon.